a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, on a day like today, nothing says made in the USA, like a little born in the USA. And we're going to talk about a bill that was just unanimously passed in the United States Senate, a bipartisan bill sponsored by Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee uh, that was actually inspired by a Utah company. Again, passed the Senate unanimously. It's called the Reinforcing American Made Products Act, uh, also known as the Made in USA bill. And uh, here to help us break it all down is Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee. Senator, thanks for joining us today. Hello, Boyd. It's great to be with you. And yeah, it's a good day for America, given that the uh, Ramp Act finally passed. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. Uh, when I saw that uh, come across today, I thought yes, because I I remember so many things get inspired from Utah, and I remember being back there and uh, the great team from Lifetime Products here in Utah, uh, Richard uh, Hendrickson and his team. I remember when they first explained to you why they needed a bill like this having to do with which products can be labeled made in USA. Now, that was years ago, and having that passed today was like one of those, wow, it does take a long time to get things done. But, Senator, tell us the story. Why Why was this particular bill necessary? Yeah, so Rich Hendrickson and his team from Lifetime Products came and explained to us that they, they pride themselves in manufacturing in the United States, in fact, in keeping a whole lot of their manufacturing right in Utah, and that they like to be able to use the Made in the USA label. It said there's just one problem. From time to time, we have a state or two, usually it's just one, and it rhymes with California, that imposes its own arbitrary and capricious label on it. It says basically if one single screw or nut or bolt uh, was made outside the United States, even if all the major components were produced and assembled in the United States, you can't use it that way, even though the federal definition doesn't allow that, and even though all all of the other states don't require that kind of uh, draconian rigidity. And so as a result, he said, it's going to make it harder for us to produce in the United States. That's when I realized, look, this is something Congress can do something about. The, the, The brand label of what it means to be made in the United States falls under our jurisdiction, and we had to make it uniform. That's what the Ramp Act does. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, the the Lifetime Product folks talking about the great lengths they went to to make sure everything was manufactured in the USA. And the only thing that wasn't out of an entire basketball hoop standard, all of those nuts, all of those bolts, all of that piping, the only thing 
that wasn't made in the USA was the basketball net, which nobody makes in the United States. And uh, and yet they were facing lawsuits in some of these states, as you said, that rhyme with California, uh, because of that made in USA, even though all of the other products, uh, all the other pieces other than the net itself were actually made in the USA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And wouldn't it be a shame, Boyd, if because of one state uh, deciding to put uh, an unreasonable definition into it, because of the way this supply chain works and because of the way marketing of various products often works, it'd be a shame if they could no longer identify this as made in the United States. And it would be doubly a shame if as a result of that, that led to other decisions that led to the outsourcing of some or all the production of those products. Uh, people in Utah and elsewhere in the United States would lose their jobs as we ship those overseas. So I, I applaud the folks at Lifetime Products for bringing this issue to our attention. And I, I applaud uh, uh, Angus King, a senator from Maine, with whom I've been working um, on a bipartisan basis to get this thing through. Um, and senator King and I are thrilled uh, that we got this done. Yeah, and I just want to take a, a minute, Senator, in the, the passing of this to just kind of let people see behind the curtain a little bit in terms of this process. Uh, you've been at this for well over five years, maybe seven years. I think it's uh, got to be close to at this point in, in terms of building that out, building that coalition. Uh, again, something that gets inspired by something in Utah, someone or some company. Uh, then you start building a bill around a particular need to address something in the federal code or whatever it may be. Uh, and then how you actually go about building that bipartisan uh, coalition together. Give us just some of the backstory there. Look, there's no shortcut. There's no easy way to do any of this, especially when you're changing substantive law as opposed to just spending something. That that requires uh, the building of consensus. And most types of legislation in the Senate can never get through the Senate unless you've got Democratic and Republican support. And that means more than just you know one or two people from the other party who agree with it. And so that's why I went about figuring out who in the Senate might have interests aligned with this bill. And little by little, we whittled down what opposition there was uh, while simultaneously building support for it. Naturally, most members of the Senate are not opposed to this because this is good common sense legislation. Uh, There may be one or two, two to be precise, senators from the name, uh, the state whose name rhymes with California, who, who weren't as enthusiastic about this as others. Uh, but uh, little by little, we were able to assuage those concerns enough to get it passed and passed unanimously through the Senate last night. Yeah, and I think you may have just had the the line of the day uh, that any bill that is not about spending is really hard to build a coalition around. <laughs> when it comes to spending, both sides are uh, seem to be all in, and uh, I know we've got some of those battles coming up uh, in the near future as well. Yeah, look, um, senators from both parties, unfortunately, have not been reluctant to spend other people's money, especially because they tend to get congratulated, patted on the back, rewarded through it uh, in many media channels and elsewhere. Because, you know, you can always point to someone who benefits from a spending bill. Uh, But that's uh, one of the ways that the poor and middle class end up getting squeezed is that when you add that up over time, the combination of the inflationary effects and the other problems that creates is it swells the federal government. It ends up being really nasty. It ends up really amounting in one way or another to robbing from 
the poor to give to the rich. That's bad policy. Yeah, absolutely. Senator Mike Lee, uh, so grateful to have you on the program today. And this is important, everyone, to to recognize what it takes. Uh, the real hard work and heavy lifting in Washington is done far away from podiums, microphones, television cameras, uh, and a lot of the uh, fake fights and false choices. It, it comes down to good policy based on good principle uh, and having elevated conversations with people across the aisles so you get to the results that make a difference for all of us here in the state of Utah, for businesses, and for individual individual Americans across the country. Senator Mike Lee, appreciate you joining us today. A great win uh, for the country and for uh, many who want to have that made in the USA uh, on their pro- products uh, and in their businesses. Uh, great stuff coming out of the Senate today. Uh, unanimous bipartisan bill, Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee, the Reinforcing American-Made Products Act of 2020. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Boyd. You stated it uh, better than anyone else could, as usual. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Senator. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about have we eliminated the space to change? Find out what that's all about coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.